0: We can stand in a moment while we bow our heads uh, before the Lord and offer prayer. While we have our heads bowed, I wonder how many in here would like to be remembered in prayer before God Just raise your hand in your request? Let's pray. Gracious and holy Father of God, we only come into thy presence with thanksgiving on our lives. Because if you so loved us that you gave your only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth should not perish but have eternal life. Oh God, those who have received this great blessing have promise, how thankful we are, our Lord. And our hearts are burning for others to receive this joy unbelievable and full of glory that's been given to the human race. There's got better stick in we tonight, Father. Laying we afflicted and smitten and stricken and caught us the stick world. But God would make a provision for us, Lord, for it is written He was wounded for our transgressions and with His sight we were evil. Our Father, will adjust His servants. They're trying to give the people Thy word, and if they might See and understand. And we know that all things are possible to them that believe, and make it say real to the congregation tonight that there will not be a feeble one in our midst in the service is Not be one sinner, all be saved, inside and out. May those cups be empty, to the wheelchairs lift it up, every personal heart trouble, so down. Mother of the you Jubilee Time, over your cities and roundabout about through the valleys. God, we're going revival of sweep up and down this coast, Lord, because of your presence tonight. To establish our hearts and our faith on thee, while we ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. I've given you a one great privilege to be here in this auditorium at the Fairgrounds tonight. And I was sorry that last night how we had to rest and carry life through because of the alert of the army and we did not get to even get a foundation where our great adversary the devil. And if we can't accept it in one way or side another. If we can get out of people run a cars and we can't bother that, so then we'll do something else that's definitely a in some other way. So that we can not exactly be quiet right, and listen and watch and believe and then see the worst of the Lord. So I'm grateful for this auditorium tonight. i saw just see hundreds of people standing and we are just, I'm sure the association is doing all things they know how to make room for people to be to seated. And I, I believe that this keeps up, I guess it deserves a try over. don't you think so folks, uh, to on, some folks that try it again. or maybe we can get a tent and put it out here somewhere and see 20,000 30,000 people in this leadership for a few, four weeks and we can get acquainted and know one another. Like that. So, and if the Lord thing, willing, you know, that's what it really, is. You, you, you give it to the rock and I'll see you if that is the will of the Lord, I, I always want to follow his leading, That's where he goes. Maybe you need to know, you know, you know your life. i tell you why. If you run into trouble somewhere, and then if you're not sure of your leading, really then Satan can say, oh, yeah, here it is. But if you know your love, you can lean right back again in the name of the Lord. So just move back. That, that's all. And you have to do it if a the Lord sent And the fine seals and go over there where we have so much of witch doctors and things to complete that so when you know, you know that you are allowed to do it. The Holy Spirit elected you you're to do this, And the opposition is nothing then. You stay right the ground. you stay right there and, right and, right and move on until this will come. And so tonight I trust that I won't keep you too long. I'm uh, a little skip reading, and then uh, will we were going have an awful time getting a prayer on it. Yeah, I see what both doors passed, but then they all you had these prayer cards holding. I'll tell you, under these circumstances, since I came to the outside and one fellow told me he said, Brother Brennan, they're just passing you, and came to the other place where so we went that the room. I said, well, the only way I can you know, I'm here for one purpose, for the glory of God at first, and for the salvation of souls. second, and to try to see the sick you know, third. So that's, and I never come to take the doctor's patients, no, I come to pray for the doctor's patient, the pastor's members, my friend, and just pray for them. And now, I, I thought maybe we would do this Sunday with an afternoon service. That's where will be wrong, and the people won't mind maybe standing back in the outside. But if tonight and tomorrow night, if we can bring the by the grace of God through the word of God, the realization of the presence of God. See? Then when we start the real prayer line up some hundreds of what it is to be prayed for, I'll be going with it to be done. See? the result. In other words, it's good Now, the a minute you're getting your touch around a certain subject and then laying it on as you hear him driving him down, a carpenter, sitting with his bed, and laying it on. And that's what we want to try to do because he has no reason to be here. He just wasn't trying to do something to help people. That's why we're here. Uh, if, if you, is if this young man, I'm here on this stretcher, That precious little darling, sitting on the wheelchair, a little pot with poor mother laying there on that lady sitting there on the chair. Something, some man out there dying with heart trouble, some mother who's up with cancer. Well, if I could do anything to help them out, would I be an excuse for a minister I mean, if I could do something and wouldn't do it? I don't have a place that's your thing if I would do that one. If I could, I say, this the sound of things that. If I could take a quarrel and take it in my name, see this city to do somebody, I'd do it. I would do it. I know what to, to be sick, I've been sick myself. And then where I found where the doctor said that I could never be well and never live, and then found something that I read about I, I want to tell everybody else about it, you see. And I then trying to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit the way he would just wanting to get the very best result in this little short time that we have. Now, it really take longer to stay in a meeting and what we're doing here, because many times people rush in and doesn't understand and they go out and and a certain so sort of, uh, out-of-the-way feeling they have. No matter how much you try to tell you they are still rely on that feeling. They, it's just. One of the senses that they operate that so if I feel better, I believe it, see. But that has nothing to do with it. And if we can be there long enough in the meeting with the people to let them see what like the real honesty of it is and how to stay with God, then you get the good results when you do that. So now I trust that you'll linger with me and know that I'm in my room praying and seeking God every hour that I can to try to do what I can for the kingdom of God and for you while I'm here with you. Um, now, now, tomorrow night, remember, and then uh, now, if, if your prayer cards are not called, hold them. We are obligated to pray for the six people who do prayer cards. To. So we, we're morally obligated to do that, and we'll do it by the grace of God in everybody, if we possibly can. That's the, the most. Now, if we should be here several Maybe it feels really useful. We can just start getting so many and so many, we finally did right through it. But if, if we're uh, going to try not to give <laughs> out too many prayer cards, we just as many as we can think we have ample time to take up. Take up as many through the night as we can. Now, I was going to say something last night. just sounds strange in another city. I kept my seat into here as to be prayer. And I've lived out of a seat for the house. 15 years now. I keep wrinkled up and I have my two down to be fresh. And if i little lady that paid for that first job and here I thank you, sisters. I went in and would let me pay for it. I said, Two sisters are there. i prayed for it. And the lady said, They come rubbing the shoes. I like real sweet. I, I appreciate that. That's real nice. Of course, uh, that there, was yeah, just a few of those, but. Uh, I trust that if something you want, God will honor your faith, you see, by doing so, see. So, we'd love to see. So, I appreciate your your faith and belief that I've been telling you, the truth. you're telling you the truth, to be honest with you. And uh, thank you very kindly. I said to the lady, uh, let me give them the money. For no, for no, so they said no. They said no. They wouldn't stand for that. So, if you're here, thank you. It was start star this down at uh, 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 the city where we just come from. Now. I, I start on tonight a subject of a testimony meeting out of the Bible, and I want to read for a text out of St. Matthew, the 14th chapter, the 27th verse, and straightway oh. Jesus spake unto them, saying, Do not get it is I, be not afraid. Now I want to take a subject Father's test among are be not afraid. There's two elements that control the entire human race and the world—one of them is fear, the other is faith. It is either fear or faith controls every nation, every uh, denomination, and every individual. Either fear, fear or faith that controls. Now it must have been about the setting of the sun. The sun was going down, and the little boat was stuck on the bank because the disciples had climbed the board, and the big strong man, which we believe to be Simon, the uh, fisherman, well acquainted with boats in the lake because his occupation was to fish, and now. As he began to take his big brown arms and back and pushing the little boat off the bank, climbed the board, and him on to the side of his brother Andrew and picked up his oars. In one day, the boats were either propelled by the, the oar or blown by a sail. And I believe that sometimes the oar, if they had a strong wind, they could also run up the sail. And know it must have been about a crowd about like this, and, and the bank waiting, all, I mean congested like this, but perhaps many times, when I think is about five thousand, and they were standing on the bank waiting. They were doing these uh, servants of Christ farewell. Now, I believe if we make this, for so that you will see that I'm not getting out of the Scripture. The Scripture is what we believe in. And when God has made a promise, then God must stay with his promise. He cannot leave the promise and remain God. Perhaps there are a few hundred dollars to it. Make a stroke or two with the two-handed oar. And as they had to do and on, on and um, clean work, pulling the little ship as he sailed along, cutting the water in the quiet gallery, a sea as it upon the sea at the sundown. And on the shore, the people were waiting, asking them to come back again, visit them. And as the last one, came back the last farewell, the disciples, you were really pretty heavy then, knowing you had quite uh, a tussle across that sea through the night. You were wearing other <laughs> As we got just about dark so we couldn't see these people anymore, it must have been the young John that stopped owing, and maybe now was used to the owing of the rest of the and a steamer in there, stopped just to hair back from his face, Taking took a little breath, a little time to breathe. They to finally took their breath and owing so hard, trying to get a, as much across as the did before it got dark. And I imagine they started a testimony, meaning a young guy must have said something like that. stopped owing and maybe not as used to the owing as the rest of the hard as seaman was. Stopped and brushed the hair back from his face and, and taking a little breath, a little time to breathe, they kinda catch of their breath from oring so hard, trying to get a as much across as they could before it got dark. I imagine they started a testimony, meaning and young John must have said something like this My brethren,
1: after today I don't believe there
0: could be any of us ever think that we're a fallen a deceiver. I believe in my way of thinking, he proved himself today to be exactly what we expected him to be. Say, did you, brethren notice today when that crowd of hungry people that have thronged around him to hear the Word of God and to see how they pressed and pushed to get around and some of them hadn't eaten all day and those mothers how pale they look with their little babies and nursing and so forth and the sick pressing around. So when he asked for that fishes. Not seeing that little boy and he brought that little five little biscuits or two little pieces of fish up there, and he set them all down about fifties upon the grassy hillside, and I myself wondered what he was going to do when well, he just had one little lunch. That's some little boy perhaps playing truant from school and off, and he heard the crowd and he went up on the hill to see what was taking place, and it's so fascinating, he just forgot about his lunch. He wanted to see what this great speaker was saying, watch what he was doing. and. When I noticed him take that bread, that little pieces of biscuit, hold them up and press them, when I've seen him break that bread and put it over into the hands of we brethren and reach back over that same biscuit and get another piece of biscuit, and when he reached back again, there was another piece of biscuit. Already grown and baked and seasoned and ready for eating. You know what, brother? He might have said something like this. It reminded me of the Bible stories that I used to hear my mother tell me about. When I was a little Jewish boy, I remember my a pretty little mother, and how she used to tell me, Honey, when our people came up out of Egypt, we were slaves one time. And when we had a great prophet rise up among us, Moses, who God sent to us to help us be delivered from our afflictions of the bondage. And Moses, of course, could not make bread. million people out in the wilderness where there was no wheat or nothing to make bread out of, Jehovah rained bread down out of the heaven for them. And I used to wonder, I'd say, Mother, has Jehovah got a big bunch of angels up there in a big lot of ovens that he bakes his bread? Where did he get this bread at, Mama? Or could we look up in the skies and see the fires from his oven each night when they were baking them? Mother would probably have said something like this, No, son, you're too young to understand. Jehovah don't have to have ovens. Jehovah's a creator. He just creates the bread and it falls down to the earth. Young John, when he was standing up in the boat, testifying to the brethren, confessing his supreme faith in Jesus, that he must have been some connection with Jehovah, because he created bread like Jehovah did, So to me he truly is the Messiah. Because he's the Son of God, he, he could create and make bread and, and do just as Jehovah did. So that settled it with me when I seen him break that bread and those fishes and not only just raw fish, but it was cooked fish, ready to eat. i like to ask my listening audience tonight, what kind of an Adam did he turn loose then? When he had cooked fish and, and cooked bread and stuffed Five biscuits and two little fishes and fed five thousand people and took up baskets full left over. What did he do? What would science say about that today? What kind of an atom or molecule or whatever you want to call it that let loose sand? But he did it. And little John was convinced that. The Bible stories that Mother told him about Jehovah, that same Jehovah was manifested in a man called the Lord Jesus Christ. Because no one else could have done it. He was a Creator. Well, Simon, you know how he is, he's always ready to testify, and just like any other normal Christian who really knows God, knows the Lord Jesus, is ready to give his testimony right quick. And as we spoke something about him last night, I might rehearse his testimony. He said, "Why, well, brethren, when I used to sing this tea here with my father years ago, and I know you all knew my dear old Pharisee father. I was a, a great man of church and believed in God always in the morning before we go to fish." We just put it on for a while, of the years, so he'd have me kneel down with him and pray out here on the bank far fish for that day, and God never did let us down. I remember when his hair began to turn gray, and I knew soon I was going to have to depart with my old dad. One day I remember he stuck me, set me down on the, the rail of a boat and said, Simon, my boy, I want you to remember this. All Israel has looked for the coming of the Messiah. And as the time draws near, each man has always thought he'd live to see the day he would come. And I thought the same, but I'm getting old now, and I suppose I won't get to see it. But Simon, as a Bible believer, as a believer in Jehovah, I want to instruct you, my son, That's a good thing for a dad to do, For a mother. wonder if today if we put more time on instructing our children in the things of the Lord than we do about hot rods and other things, we wouldn't have so much juvenile delinquency. It is true. Suzanne Wesley was a mother of seventeen children. She didn't have no push-button dishwashers and, and tickets to turn on to get water. And yet, with all those children, she could spend two to three hours a day in prayer around those seventeen children. From that little nest of little birds came forth a John and a Charles who stirred the world. We need more mothers like that, with time to teach your children about God. I stood by a grave not long going in London, one of us there, to pray for the King. and. Standing there with my hand on her grave, I said, God rest that precious mother, I know you have. And there very close to her, of course, is the Bunyan and the Pilgrim Progress and so forth in William Cavern. Then over in the churchyard, John lay the remains of his body into the dust. And then Simon said, Dad has told me many times, now, Simon's son. Just before the coming of the Messiah, there's going to be a great stir among the people, and the enemy will put out a, a many a false thing, calling it Messiah. And I want you to remember, Simon, my boy, that the true Messiah, what he'll be, and what he'll look like, and what he'll be like, the true Messiah will be according to the Bible. So what our prophets have told us, Moses said, the Lord your God shall raise up a prophet like unto me. And he must have reached over and touched Andrew. He said, Andrew went first to hear him. I couldn't believe it when that, what John was down there preaching, predicting there's coming of the Messiah. To me it was just another go on. But one day Andrew come told me that I should come see this man at least. Listen to him once. And I had in my heart what Father told me and what the Scriptures had said that this Messiah would be a God prophet. And when I walked up into the audience with uh, my brother Andrew, quickly he turned and looked right at me in all that crowd. Must have been that he knew that I was thirsting. God usually comes to those who are thirsting and really wanting to get a hold of Him. Desperately. And he must have looked at me when he did, he said, Your name is Simon and you're the son of Jonas. That settled it with me. For I knew that my father told me that the scripture said that the Messiah would be a prophet. And this man not only knew me by name who had never seen anybody, nor my father also. Told me I was the son of Jonas. That settled it. Philip, he must have touched the floor about that time. Now, these are Christ's own disciples that we're just having a testimony to. You. Not the outside world, those who live with him and sleep with him and dwell with him and, and know what he is. Heard him talk and speak said Simon, that convinced me also, because I've read the scriptures all my life and been taught them, and I knew as a Jew that we're taught to believe our prophets, and the prophecy truly said that the, the Messiah, the Son of God, would be a prophet like Moses. Well, I've seen the sight of the prophet done, and I knew that was. Messiah, because it had been hundreds of years since we've had a prophet. I think around some 400 years since Malachi. And I knew that that was the next thing to appear was a Messiah. And that was him. So I went around the hill to my friend Philip as we ducked him last evening and found him. Uh, Philip found Nathaniel, rather, under the tree, uh, praying, and said, Come see who we found, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. He said, Could there be any good thing come out of Nazareth? He said, Come see. Come find out for yourself. And as he come around the hill, he told him what had been happening, saying, You know, Messiah will be a prophet. We know that. Oh, yes, said Nathaniel. I know it will be a, he'll be a prophet. Well, I've seen him do those very things without a shadow of doubt. I know it, I've seen it, I've tested it, and I know it's true. Well, I'll just come see this. Down the hill they went. When he got into the presence of the Lord Jesus, he looked down to Nathaniel and said, Behold, an Israelite, in whom there is no guile. When well, he came into the line. And he said, How did you know me, Rabbi? Teacher, you've never seen me in your life. How did you ever know me? He said, before Philip called you, when you were under the tree, I saw you. Now that's what the scripture says. Philip, being a Bible student, that know that that was what the Messiah was to be like, he said. Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. And Jesus said, "Uh, well, uh, because I told you that, do you believe? you'll see greater things than this. If you just read that much, you'll see greater than that. First, you've got to believe it. Now, I mean, it must have been young James or one of them saying, I said, you know, one day we all know Rebecca. That's the wife of the businessman of Jericho, that is. He runs a tax outfit down there, collects taxes. And we know that Sister Rebecca had prayed so hard for Zacchaeus to, to receive Jesus and told him all the things that, that she'd seen, but the rabbi had told him that he was nothing to him because he wasn't recognized among the clergy of that day. So we would not accept him. So Zacchaeus, you remember his testimony at the full gospel businessman's breakfast that morning when he came in and told us that, uh, about what happened? He said he got down there to see Jesus, and there was too much of a crowd. And somehow or another, where Christ is, it's just, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. All the those are drawable, all the Father has given me will come to me. And he said, Zacchaeus, seeing him being small in stature, as he testified, uh, he could not get to see the Master. So uh, he runs down to another corner, knowing which way he was going through the city, and he climbed up in a sycamore tree, and he he said, Now, I'll just sit up here, on these where two limbs meet, that's a good place to sit, where two ways meet, that's your ideas and God's Word, where your ideas and his meet. that's a good place to rest just for a few minutes. Decide on which way you're going from there. And he sat down. And he said, i remember that my wife told me about this church Galilean being a prophet. Now, if he is a prophet, I'm going to believe him because I know that our Bible says, if there be one among you uh, who is a prophet, and I, the Lord, will make myself known to him. And what he says comes to pass, and hear him, I'm with him. But if it doesn't, then don't hear him. So I I know and do not believe, as my rabbis told me, that a man that was born as poor as he was and with a name like he's got and was not raised up to be a rabbi and all this uh, supernatural stuff he talks about, I I don't believe it. So I'm I'm going to wait and when I see him, I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. So as he got to thinking about what Rebecca told him, Well, maybe he is a prophet. But if he is, I'll just get my opinion, then I'll go back and tell Rebecca, because it's too many. So he got up on the limbs and pulled all the leaves around and covered himself up so he couldn't be seen, he camouflaged himself. After a while, they heard a noise coming around the bend. There's something strange. Where Jesus is, is usually a noise of some sort. I don't know why, but. It's always just like Aaron going in with the pomegranate and the bell. He don't make a lot of noise while they didn't know he was living. And I think that's what's the matter at the church today. If God's so dead, we don't hear nothing no more. So, uh, where there's lies, there's noise. Now, and we find out that, he said then when Jesus came around the corner and he got to look at him, he had fixed himself a little camouflage so Jesus couldn't see him, so he had a leaf. He just pulled his feet down and looked out. Because he didn't want to see him a businessman of the city setting up in a tree. That would be kind of embarrassing, you know. And this holy roller coming in, anyhow, I you know the name that he had. That would hurt his business if, uh, if uh, they seen him associating himself with a fellow like that. And so, but he wanted to find out what Rebecca had been talking about. So he set up there. He kept his leaf up and said, I hear a noise, so maybe after a while he'll come along. He heard the noise, he looked around the corner, there come the great, big, early fisherman saying, uh, folks, I'm sorry, our our brother is very tired, he, he's, uh, he's on his road out now, he's got to go to Jerusalem. He said, would you all just stand aside and give him room to get out very, was a lot of diplomacy and kindness. Other disciples following along said, folks, I wish we had time, but we just haven't, and um, after a while, when he turned the corner, then Zacchaeus turned down his leaf and began to look, to see him coming along like that. And you know, I don't believe that any man could look right at Christ and ever feel the same again. I don't believe he could. Something began to touch him and saying, you know what? I, I just, maybe Rebecca was right. But I'll get a good look at him and now I'll hear him sometimes. Because he doesn't know me, I'm a business man here, he just entered the city, so he doesn't know me. Doesn't know nothing about me and he doesn't know my condition, so I just sat up here in the tree. And he come along and when he crossed over the sidewalk, come down, got right out of the tree, he stood and looked up. Said, Gotcha, come down. I'm going home with you today for dinner. Oh, you members said James, that settled it with me. I knew that he was that prophet that Moses spoke of, because we had just entered the city. How did he know he was up in the tree, and how did he know his name was Zacchaeus, and all about him? That settled it to me because the Bible said that he would be a prophet. Well, then another and Spoke up and said, What about blind Bartimaeus when we went out of the city? When there he was setting out that dreaming of the days, he said, when he had his sight. How his mother had told him about the great day of Jehovah once spoke for the people, but he'd been blind all these years. And how when we came out of the city, the people making fun of him in the priest's cards, you raised the dead. We got a graveyard full of them up here come up and raise them up. See, God don't clown for people. Jesus just does as the Father shows him, and that's all he does, he says. St. John 5. You know, they still have them evil spirits in the world today, oh. They'll say, let me see him heal this one. Let me see him heal that one. See, that's the same evil spirit. They just don't know. The same one set up there on the cross. Uh, before he got to the cross, when he was tempted, he said, up there, he said, If thou be the Son of God, perform a miracle here before me, and turn these stones into bread and eat, and I'll bleed you. See? Jesus said, But it's written, Man shall not live by bread alone. See? He didn't clown for Satan. And when they had him in the courtyard, put a rag over his face, wrapped it around his eyes, and took a stick and hit his precious head said, so if you're a prophet now and can tell us if you're that Messiah prophet, tell us you he killed the head. He never said a word. <laughs> the powers and the gifts of God are not to show off with. They're to serve God. They're for the glory of God, to do something to help somebody. Not to come out like a stuffed shirt and say, me, my great, that's not it. When a man does that, he's little in my sight. Who is great? One God. <laughs> then it might have been then immediately that that Andrew might have said this, but brethren, remember the time when he sent us into the city. He told us that morning he was going down to Jericho, but had need go by Jerusalem, go by Samaria, from Jerusalem up around Samaria, and then to Jericho. Remember how tired he was all day we said Why why don't you take me? Why don't you do? He said I'll wait here and you go in and get yourself food. Now while we were gone and we got the food to return, you remember we come up and we found out when we had gotten there there was a woman on the road up. And there he was alone with a, a woman of an ill, Ill uh, condition. She was a foul woman, a woman that we call today of the street uh, red-light lady. She had, uh, her marriages was all mixed up, and she was living with man without being married to them. Very foul person. Them days, they wore a garment had to through them. So when we've seen come up you remember we sit there behind that bush and that little wall and see what he would say? That's what settled it with every one of us. He asked the woman to bring him a drink, and she said, we've got segregation here. We, we don't, it's not customary for you Jews to ask weak American women such a thing as that. He said, if you knew who you were talking to, you'd ask me for a drink. I'd give you water unless you don't come here to draw. Remember how the conversation went on? What was he doing? The Father, he said, in St. John five nineteen. and listen to this, brothers and sisters. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, never took credit for healing anybody. He said, It's not me that doeth the work, it's my Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the work. Then notice what taking place in Saint John five nineteen. He said this. He went to a pool of Bethesda. There were a great multitude, many more people is around this place tonight. Of lame, blind, halt, withered, cripples. Now the scripture says that lame, halt, blind, withered. And here he comes. Just a few days before that, a woman had touched his garment, and was made whole. Here he comes, garment full of virtue, walking, passed by the mother with the water baby. Passed by the blind man. And if you've ever taken the history of it, there's angel come down and trouble the water. You know what trouble waters are. Current going one way and winds going another way, it's a dangerous water and they believed it was an angel and everyone who's stepping into the water had enough faith stopped that moving of the water and they got well of what disease they had and they laid there for the multitude many of them didn't believe that but those who believed it it was healing for them god's always had a way of healing his people so those got stepping in first and i've read books on it where they said that they'd even Stab one another, trying to rush in and get in there first. So as soon as the first one stepped in with enough faith to pull the virtue of the angel away, then he didn't come back maybe for a month or two, another season. And they lay there constantly waiting. What patience. And Jesus walked right around them, blind, deaf, lame, whole, withered, never said a thing. So he comes to a man laying on a pallet. How many of you Californians know what a pallet is? Or well, what part of Kentucky did you come from? <laughs> I was raised on one. Just lay something down on the floor, and lay down. Laying on a pallet. He might have had uh, prostrate trouble, he might have had, uh, he might have had TV, whatever it was, he had it 38 years, it was retired. it wasn't going to kill him. He could walk. And Jesus knowing what? Jesus knowing that he'd been in this condition all this time, he said, Will thou be made whole? Why not the blind man? Why not the crippled man? But see, he was directed. Now watch his answer. And he said, I have no one to put me in the water. While I'm coming, somebody's in better shape than me outruns me. He gets in there, see? He gets in heaven, He could walk, he could go, but there's some that couldn't walk. See, and when you say had compassion, human sympathy is not compassion. No, the will of God is compassion. So he said, will thou be made old? He said, I have no one to put me in the water while I'm coming. Someone stepped ahead of me he said, take up thy bed and go into thy house. He never questioned one more thing. For Jesus, know he wouldn't question. Picked it up and put it on his back and went on. Jesus is questioned about it. Let him do the same thing today and he'll be questioned about it. Someone will say, here's old brother so-and-so, he's a good old man from church all his life, selling pencils on the corner, make him whole! Why did you pass him by? Watch Jesus put the answer to him the same day when they caught him, asked him the question, St. John five nineteen. 19. verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in himself but what he sees the Father doing. I know that's the scripture? The, the scriptures can't fail. So Jesus could only do what God showed him in a vision to do. And that made him a prophet. More than a prophet, he was a God prophet. He was the God of the prophets. Some people today try to take divinity away from him. His sign as Messiah was a prophet sign. But in redemption, he was God! The Virgin Mary, a woman, virgin, no known man, the Holy Spirit overshadowed her and created a blood cell. That blood cell brought forth the Son of God. He neither was Jew nor Gentile, he was God. We're saved, says the Bible, by the blood of God. The blood comes from the male sex. The hemoglobin comes out of the male sex. You people, here's springtime out here. I was watching today a little bird up in the bush making himself a nest. Oh, they'll make him a nest. Well, that old mother bird can get on that nest and lay a whole nest full of eggs. If she hasn't been with the mate, they won't hatch. Right? She might set on them and be so loyal, turn that mate just as far and starve herself to death that she's so poor she can't fly off to death. If she hasn't been with the mate, they won't hatch. They haven't got no blood cell in them. The life comes from the blood. Life is in the blood. It's like churches today. You can, we got the biggest churches we ever had, most members we ever had, best dress we ever had, best debt we ever had, more money we ever had, more sickness than we ever had, because there's not more unbelief
1: than we ever had.
0: It's just. There's only one thing to do. They're made the way right down their nest nest and rock. And so will church members if they haven't been with the mate, Jesus Christ. It's time to clean the nest and get back in there somebody that's got faith and been filled with the Holy Ghost. Got living faith and a living God. Been with the mate Christ Jesus. Something that'll hatch, something that'll bring forth life. Sure. Jesus could only do, he said, and the scriptures are infallible. He said, I do nothing within myself until I see the Father doing it first. Now, he said, he saw it. See. Very, very, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in himself. But what? He sees the Father. Look back to the emphatic digraph. See if the word isn't right. See. Look at it. Even to the a version, all the versions give it the same way, till I see the Father do it. The Father worketh. What the Father does, he shows me, and I just go and act it out for him. That's the way every prophet of the Bible does. was to see by vision what to do. And that was the sign of the Messiah in that day. And if that's the sign of the Messiah in that day, at the closing of the Jewish dispensation, and he promised he'd do the same thing in the last days, it's
1: time we see it arise.
0: We're at the last day. The world's in a nervous prostration. She's ready to be blown to pieces because they have rejected, denied, and the Holy Spirit has moved in their hearts, and God, like a, a lady in a ten-cent store here, A few weeks ago in Louisville, Kentucky, she had a little boy, she was going around showing him things, saying, look dear, look dear, look dear, and the little boy just sat and stared. And she, after a while, she just fell over on the counter and began screaming. And some of the people in the ten cents store went to her and said, what's the matter? She said, it's my little boy. She said, it can't be so. The doctor said he was better, but he isn't. Said, a few months ago, the little fellow just started staring and said, I can't get his attention to nothing, said everything that a a little boy his age ought to look at, said, I'll shake it before him, and he'll just sit and stare. You know, the church, the Pentecostal church, has got somewhat the same way. God shut everything in the Bible before them, and they still just sit and stare. There's something wrong. It's
1: time to arise and wake and call on God.
0: Remember, God predicted in his Bible that this would be the lady I'll see in church age, when things would take place this way. Now, let's believe you. Andrew goes on with the story just for a moment or two longer. Andrew said, you know, he told the woman, now she was a Samaritan. There's only, as I said last night, there's only three races of people on earth, Ham, Sam, and Japheth people. If we believe the Bible, he all sprung from them two them three sons. That's Jew, Gentile, and Samaritan. Remember, Peter was given the keys to the kingdom. What did he open up at Pentecost To the Jews. Went down to Samaria, although Philip had went out and preached to them the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and baptized them, and and they were ready to receive it. But Peter had the keys come down, laid hands on them, they received the Holy Ghost. Then at the house of Cornelius, the Gentiles, Acts 10.49, we find out that Peter was sent by a vision up, and while he yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them. From that time on, the Holy Ghost is to whosoever will. Let him come. But he had the key to the kingdom. Now, notice, them three races. Now, as I said last evening, I had to hurry. The reason I'm repeating this in another way tonight. I had to hurry and you were nervous and uh, they were telling us alert and so forth. Now it's you calmer tonight and quiet. Notice, the Jews were looking for a Messiah. And the Messiah was supposed to come and declare himself by to be the Messiah. Now, do you think Jesus come unscripturally? He wouldn't have been Jesus. He wouldn't have been the Son of God. He had to come according to the Scriptures, but not according to the thoughts of the churches of that day. He was different from the thoughts of the church, their doctrine about it, but he come according to the way the Scriptures was written. And that's what I'm trying to bring back to your memory tonight. the same thing. He comes according to the way He promised to come. Now remember, if God is ever called on the scene to act, and the way He acts first, He has to act every time afterwards the same way or He did wrong when He acted first. So if that was the way of making Himself known, in that day, to the Jews and to the Samaritans who were looking for a Messiah, no Gentile was looking for a Messiah. We were Romans and Greeks and uh, worshiping gods of iron steel and marble, like all of are still doing, and, and uh, like that, with a club on her back. But now, after 2,000 years of theology and teaching, now the Gentile church, the elect church, is looking for the Messiah. Now he'll have to act when he's coming this time, just like he did that time. He'll have to do the same thing, because the Word said he would do it. Now, so that you'll see that our Christ is not dead, he's with us, living in us. Right here with us now. And now if I can get you to see that, then it's a very easy thing for you to accept your healing. It isn't about my hands being laid on you, I'm a man. It's. His hand. Find him. Now, notice, when they listened and heard the conversation this now, this is a, a woman of ill fame now in Samaria. She was a bad woman, so they were listening. And when they heard, he said, uh, Go get your husband and come here. Now, he talked to her long enough to catch her spirit. He said, Go get your husband and come here. She said, I don't have any husband. And you remember, Brother Andrew might have said to the rest of the brothers, "Did you remember how we all thought, uh-uh, uh-uh, here's one time he's called. Because he tells her that she hasn't, that she hasn't got a, a husband. Said, go get your husband and come here, Brother. Said, go get your husband. He's telling her she's got a husband. And she says she hasn't got a husband. She's contradicting his word. Now what's going to happen? Remember how we all stood with our ears uh, picked up and, and uh, the chills going on? What's the matter? We wondered, had our master been caught in a trap? Now he tells the woman she's got a husband and she says, I haven't got a husband. Remember how we thought? And then what did he just as cool as he could be? That thou hast said well, because you've had five, and the one you're living with now is not your husband. The scene changed right quick. And what did this woman say to him? Sir, I am a Samaritan woman. I may be living in sin. I don't know, something like this. But I know the Scriptures. I come out of a home that taught the Bible. I, you must be a prophet. I know, we're taught, all Samaria's taught, that there's a Messiah coming who saying who will be the Christ, means the anointed one. And when he comes, he'll tell us these things, that'll be the sign of the Messiah. You must be his prophet. Jesus said, I am he. And there was a man who could say that but him. Right. I never will be. I'm he! And she left the water pot and ran into the city and said, come see a man. She told the man in the street, come see a man who told me what I've done. Isn't this the very Messiah? And that was the sign of Messiah yesterday, and he's the same yesterday, today and forever. It's the same today. It's got to be. Yes, we remembered that. How that the woman said that. And how that the Bible said that all the city believed him to be the Messiah because the woman told the people in the city that he, they never had met before in the conversation. He said, Go get your husband. And she said, I have none. He said, You've got five, and you men know that that's the kind of a life I've lived. And that convinced me that he was the Messiah because he knows the secret of my heart.
1: Amen.
0: Now, listen, does not the Bible say that, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Now, you Bible readers, does not the book of Hebrews tell us the fourth chapter that the Word of God is sharper than a two edged sword, piercing to the thunder of the mire of the bone, and a discerner of the thoughts of the heart. The Word. And when the living word, which is Christ, comes into our midst. Is not it? It's still a discerner of the thoughts of the heart. The Living Word, Christ, the Living Word. He is the Word, and He's the Living Word. This is the Letter Word, and when the Letter Word is brought with the Living Word, it's sharper than a two-edged sword and a discerner of the thoughts of the heart. <laughs> Jesus looked upon his audience and perceived their up. Some of them stood by and said, "He's a fortune teller. He's the else above a devil." Jesus said, I forgive you for that, calling the Spirit of God an evil thing, an evil word. I forgive you for that, but someday the Holy Spirit's coming, and you speak one word against that, it'll never be forgiven you, in this world and the world to come. Then what, what is blaspheme of the Holy Ghost? See? calling the Spirit of God an unclean thing. It's blaspheme. That's what blaspheming is. Call the Spirit of God an evil spirit. So you see when the people shouted and spoke in tongues and so forth, and this nation has constantly called her a bunch of holy words and holy Christians and all the you see why she's ready for judgment? Now the Bible says now you can cost the people. The Bible says if you have a gift of speaking in tongues, then when the unlearned it comes in, and, and the first thing you know, you all speak with tongues, you'll say, you're all mad. But if there be one among you, that's like the prophet, that will reveal the secrets of the heart, then they'll fall down and say, truly, God's with you. Well, if you believe in speaking in tongues, don't you know what the furtherment of it is? Don't you know what a higher blessing is? Don't you see? The Holy Spirit, what makes you speak with tongues? Do you do that yourself? No, sir. The Holy Ghost does it. If you're sincere, is that right? The Holy Ghost does it. That's the same thing that's set in the church. First apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, and evangelists. the Holy Spirit. The living Christ that's not dead, but alive forevermore. Yeah, they have a picture of it down here where it's been taken. It's taken over here in California here recently, taken George J. the FBI, examined it and so forth. You've seen it and everything. A pillar of bombs. Same pillar of fire, in Germany, Switzerland, all over the world where it's been taken. Now, what is it? Is that how many knows that Jesus Christ was that pillar of bombs? Well, when he was, uh, he, uh, St. John 6, when he was being questioned, he said, about, he said, Abraham, about his days. He said, Well, now, I said, You mean that you uh seen Abraham and you're a man over 50 years old? He said, Before Abraham was, I am. Then he was that pillar of fire, the angel of the covenant. In other words, the Lord God that went out of God. He was the pillar of fire that led the children of Israel through the wilderness. And that pillar of fire, the Lord God, was made flesh and dwelt among us. Amen. And he said, I come from God and go to God. And after his death, burial, and resurrection, Saul, he left Saul on the road down to Damascus and struck him down with a light. Now the rest of them saw it, but Saul saw it. ...came out of the wilderness, bringing the children of Israel, and come dwell in a man, fullness of the Godhead bodily, and perform these kind of signs as the Messiah. And if that same pillar of that same Jesus, that same Spirit comes back into His church, universal, want to do the same thing? He doesn't leave yeah. me the words that I do, shall He do also. Yet yeah. all while in the world hear me no more, that said, yet ye shall see me, for I, I will be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. You see, what I'm trying to do, friends, is let you know that the Jesus that made the promise in the Bible is right here with you. Right here now.
2: Now,
0: if you woke up to him and he had on this suit that he gave me, and he would say, uh, You say, Jesus, will you heal me? You know what he would say to you? Well, my child, I did that. He can't do it again. If you're redeemed out of the pawn shop, how can you be redeemed the second time? He brought you out. He was wounded for your transgressions, and with His stripes you were healed. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Your healing's already completed, your salvation's completed. The only thing you have to do is just receive it. What does it make they never to lay hands on you? What does this, that, or the other? Over where you at, read it. That's all receiving if God has to give it to you. That's the reason that I don't take too much time. The American people are taught the old Jewish custom of laying on their hands, which is all right, but that wasn't a Gentile way. Well, Jerai said, Come lay your hand on my daughter and she'll live, the you. But the Romans said, I'm not worthy that you come out my room. Just speak the word. See? He said, I'm a man under authority. I'll say to this man, come, he comes, and that and go he goes. He goes to everything under him. It's a century. Century of man, which means a hundred. That hundred man was under him. What he said they had to do. What did he recognize in Jesus Christ? That all sickness and diseases was under him. Under his control. Just control. Amen. There you, are. you Don't need your hands laid up. And what did Jesus say? He turned around and said, I never found safe like this in Israel. Amen. Well, that's the kind of thing we up here in California. That's the kind of That's all it needs. Now, some man say, well, glory to God tell you so and so lay hands on me? I thought something going through me. You might have thought his hands rain on you, but you're a beltman. Jesus said, did you feel it? He said, did you believe it? A, if you believe it. It's the sinning, not a feeling affair. It's a believing affair. He that believer. it. Right where you are, I don't say you don't feel something, I know I've felt some strange feeling. <laughs> but I know noticed rest my faith upon a feeling. I can't build my doctrine upon a sensation. I've got to build it upon stuff, sayeth the, the Lord, by the word of God. And that's the reason tonight, and that is to build upon that word, and there's enough faith in that to make that word be made manifest. Jesus died and gave his life. That he might sanctify a church that he could be universally around the world all the time in his
1: church. Amen.
0: This Holy Spirit, when Jesus was God made flesh, the fullness of God was in him. He had the Spirit without nature. We had it by nature. Now, what if you go out there and pick up a spoonful of, of uh, water out of the ocean? Well, that, that's why Jesus had the whole ocean.
1: But you and I have got a
0: spoonful. That's the difference. You never miss it. You don't have to have us, but we have to have Him. But if you took that spoonful of water and took it down to the laboratory, the same chemicals as in the entire ocean is in that spoonful. And with God on the day of Pentecost, when He's come down like a Russian wind, did you notice? He was a pillar of fire. But did you notice he separated himself from that pillar of fire, divided himself amongst his people, and cloven tongues of fire set upon each of them. God separated himself to his church. Amen. If two will agree upon anything, then ask, I'll give it to you. What is that? When the little far here and a little far here, each one of you is a part of God. When well, we come together, it's the body of Christ uniting. God separating Himself, giving parts to me, parts to you, and parts to the next soul, so we can all live and have eternal life. And now that eternal life comes from the Word. The Greek word I that's Zoe, which means God's own life. Now, must have been while we you were testifying. Of this. But all at once, Andrew must have sat down, and Satan must have looked back over through the dark clouds. i closing now. And he saw Sam gone off without Jesus. That's just as good as he wanted. And now, my brethren, my sisters, let's just look now right straight in the face. We had gone off without Jesus. I believe that that's what's happened to the church to make up this latest near church age. The church has gone off without Jesus. We've gone off on great tantrums. We've gone off to a place where we've got a big building program. See who can build the biggest church. We've got off on educational programs. We've gone off on denominational programs. We've gone off on all kinds of programs. And why do not we have staff? We've had out a bunch of denominational children. That's right. We're filling. We're billing
1: our our
0: things about our, our, our denomination. Don't associate with them over there. Don't have this over here. We're the denomination. We got all the truth. Remember, brother, the blanket sets all ways. it goes over the other side too. But we draw boundaries and separated ourselves, just like the Baptists, Methodists, and the rest of them did used to talk about the cold form of Baptist, now it's the cold form of Pentecostal. Baptists are warming up. Notice how now it's true, we've stout out denominational children. We've had stout educational children. We've had foreign Bible schools. Perfectly all right. But what do we let to tell them and give them the Bachelor of Art and the PhD and the L.L.D., and even some of our great denominations before they send a missionary a of now. Before he sent a Pentecostal missionary overseas, he has to be examined by a psychiatrist to see if his IQ is high enough.
1: That is a stain on the name of Pentecost.
0: Pentecost is not an organization. Pentecost is an experience.
1: that all people
0: can have a in the Lord. Who is to decide who is a missionary now, if the Holy Ghost or some worthy psychiatrist, God gives the call. Peter's education wasn't qualified with that. The Bible said he is both ignorant and unlearned. But the Holy Ghost did please. The Holy Ghost to make him the head of the church. He and John both ignorant and unlearned. But that's where we are. The devil saw us go off on a big tantrum like this, and he says, here's my opportunity. That's the same thing he's done now. So he raised up over the mountains and began to blow his poison breath. He said, There they are, hurled out down in the middle of that sea. They're testifying of what has been. Now it seems they haven't got him anymore now. He's not with them no more now. And watch the Lady is seeing church age. Of all of the church ages, seven light eight church ages, the lady is seeing Jesus was on the outside of his own church knocking, trying to
1: get back in. Right.
0: Now that's where we've come to, and so Satan's been going his poison breath around. You know that days of miracles is past. There's no such a thing as that. Don't you believe that kind of stuff? It's mental fallacies. It's not. They're leaving the word. Uh, uh, you just examine the word and see if it isn't right. Then see if God just gives that word and confirmed it, then it makes it right. When well, God says so, that settles it. Now days of miracles is past. Just formal. we'll just talk about our churches and our, what we're going to do and our great programs we got. See, he's seen without, and the little ship begins to blow, we talk, and we find out all hope is gone for a revival. Just about like that today. God sent an old Roberts across the country, he sent a Tommy Osborne across the country, he, he sent one after the other wave after, wave after wave after wave after wave, and here we still sit without revival. But remember, he hadn't gone too far. When he seen them go off, he knew what was going to happen. And that's the reason he'd over here to predict the end at the beginning. He knows the lady of seeing church agents going to push him out. So he made preparations to meet Those who I love, chasing and rebuked. I chasten and rebuke. I'll stand at the door and knock. If any man will uh, open, let me in, I'll come in and. Up with him, if you just open it up and let him in. And when the winds are blowing and contrary, and we see it's hard to move, that's the way they were. But he had climbed up the highest hill there was in Galilee. Highest hill in Palestine, maybe. He is up on the mountain, Higher you go, farther you can see. And he climbed up there so he could watch over them. And when he's seen them in distress, he was high enough that he could see them. And when he was young, sure he realized that we was coming to this condition. So he didn't
1: only climb the mountain of Calvary, but he climbed on the past the moon and we stars until he sat down at the right hand of the majesty of the high.
0: And his eyes is on the sparrow. I don't know if he's watching this meeting tonight. He hasn't gone before, he's watching it. When the little ship's tossed about. This boy, his little shit, yours, yours, uh, out here all around. Your little shit talks about. The doctor says I can't get well. I'm paralyzed. I got cancer. I'm going to die. He knows that. But his eyes on the spell, he
1: redeemed you. He paid the price. He was wounded for your transgression. With his stripes, you were healed. The preparation made, and he
0: climbed up to the ramparts of glory and sit down at the right hand of God on high watching over you. Ever living to make intercession. The Bible says he's sending a a high priest.
1: That can be touched by the feeling of our (laughs) premises.
0: The same high priest that was here on earth the same yesterday and forever. If you'd touched him he'd act like he did when he was on earth. He's the same yesterday and forever. A woman touched his garment, went out and got the crowd and sit down. She didn't get in the line. The rest of them was in the line. She didn't get in the line. So she touched his garment went and sat down in the audience. He turned to and said, "Who touched me? The apostle Peter rebuked him and said, everybody's touched it. Why do you say a thing like that? He said, but I got weak. virtue gone from me. A vision. Something happened. It's a certain kind of touch. All big programs today, not touching in. It takes an individual heart to touch you. Yeah. Yeah. somebody that'll believe it. Lay aside your superstition and believing. Somebody touched me, said I got weak. Virtue strength went out of me. And you looked around over the audience until you found the little woman, told her her blood issue she'd had. Her faith has saved you. See? Thy faith has saved. Those saved. Same words, physically or spiritual. See? Thy faith has saved. Save now, if he's the same high priest, and he's the same yesterday and forever, if you were him, how
1: would
0: he act? If he's the same, you act the same. challenge challenges all you tonight to believe
1: that story to be true. See if he isn't still the same high priest. See if he doesn't act tonight like he did when he was
0: in Galilee. See if he doesn't do the same thing. We're not playing church.
1: Too many hours.
0: The sun's setting. It's time to be realistic.
1: It's time for men and women to throw off their, their, their church coats. Lay aside your denominational ranks. And look to God and have a revival.
0: I challenge that to you. Believe it. See what happens. So he come walking to him on the water. The last hour. All hope's gone. What happened? As soon as they seen him, just the same as they did then, they're doing today. The only thing that could help them, they was afraid of it. They thought it was spooky. He's a spirit. And the same thing today! You Baptists, you Methodists, you Presbyterian Catholics, you Pentecostal, one this 3 father this five, this yeah. 4 square whatever you may be, You've got children! But don't be afraid! God promised he would do it! If he could speak tonight, he said as it was then,
1: when they were all scared for us, we see a
0: spirit. It looks spooky, there's something strange about it. But do not fear. It is I. The same yesterday and forever. Be not afraid. It's I. Won't you, church tonight, let him in your little bark as you're sailing over thy solemn name? Won't you just open up your heart and say, Lord Jesus, I believe you. I'm willing, I know that scripture the man told me what is the Scripture? I know that the Bible says you're the same yesterday and forever. I know these things. We ain't got time to get all into it tonight. We'll keep on going tomorrow night into it, on and on, see? Just keep on showing and proving you, friends, what you have believed has been true. But we're living along up the long, a long further now. That's what the trouble with the Christians. You know, science don't take what science said two, 300 years ago. Um, It was a French scientist said about 300 years ago, proved it by revolving a ball around the earth. And he said, if any person could ever go to terrific speed of 30 miles an hour, scientifically prove that gravitation would take you off the earth. What about Ricky and his hot (laughs) rod? They're going around about several thousand miles an hour. You think they look back to see what that science says? No, they're still going wrong. We're moving on. But the church is made. Let's see what Mr. Moody said about it. Let's see what Mr. Wesley said. That man lived in the age. That was all right for that age. But we've got not only a scientific tree of time, we've got untapped resources of the blessings of God, which is not limited unlimited. Whatsoever you ask the Father in my name do it. every promise in the book belongs to you. When you're saved, he gives you a check with his name wrote at the bottom of it, don't be afraid to fill it out. Because the bank of heaven will recognize it if it goes through the Pentecostal clearing house. That's right. See if you got something here on the top of the, yourself and if you're recognized. If you've got identification to show that the check won't you it's only for believers now. If you've got that identification, my God will recognize your check. That's right. No matter what you ask for, any redemptive blessing belongs to you. Now I spoke to you at length, and I know your limbs are cramping, you elderly people and young and all standing inside, outside, around the doors. God rewards you richly. I'm your brother. There isn't I haven't got one speck of healing power nobody else has got. It. There's not a doctor got any. No medicine's got any. There's not a medicine in the world that will heal you. There's not a doctor. And his right mind will tell you that. Male brother said they don't have a medicine to heal. If I cut my hand with a knife, they haven't got a medicine in the world to heal that knife cut. Any medicine to heal a knife cut my hand would heal it on this death during my cold. You say medicine wasn't made for your death, uh, the cold. It was made for your body. Well, what if I cut my hand and I fall down dead? You embalm me and make me look natural for 50 years, give me a shot of penicillin every day, and all kinds of salves and soap and everything else. Fifty years in the day, the cut looked just like it was when it was cut. If it heal the human body? Why don't we heal it? Well, you say, sure, life's gone out of it. Well, tell me what life is, and I'll tell you who God is. Yeah. That's right. It's God. Medicine does not build tissues. It takes life to build tissue. That's right. And your attitude towards God is what does it. Someone said to me, what well, about penicillin for a bad goal? I just like having a house full of rats. And you put out red parts and kill them, it do not patch up the hole. You know, it only kills the rat. <laughs> that's right. And that's, it kills the germ. That's true. Medicine might kill the germ, but it do not deal the cells that the germ tore down. That takes God to do that in Him alone. I'm the Lord who heals all our right diseases. Or if you broke your arm, and you said, Doctor, heal my arm. I'm cranking, working on the car. You don't want to finish up. You'd say you need mental healing. And that'd be right. He might set your arm, but God has to produce the calcium and the, the life matters and things to heal it together. It takes God. We have nothing that'll heal. No medicine heals. God heals. And your attitude towards God, the one that does the healing, and we can't figure out just what the life is. We know the mucus the life comes in, but we don't know what the germ of life is because it it's the spirit. There's no glass can see a spirit. So that's the one that does the healing. Will you believe on him tonight? If he will come in the audience tonight, just a little group, we'll call somebody up here, I think they would give out a bunch of cards last night, one to a hundred, I believe, in a. we We've got a few of them. We had to hurry. But tonight, if we'll just call some people out here and let the Holy Spirit begin to move, just if he will, I don't say he will, and then if he'll go out into the audience and begin to move out into the audience and do the very same thing, Out there, you without prayer cards, as he does here with prayer cards, you just touch his garment and see if he isn't, if he isn't the same high priest. How many would believe it if you'd see what I've talked about tonight come to pass? Raise up your hands all over the building with Now bow your head. Our Heavenly Father, this is as far as any man could go, would be explain the word. Now faith cometh by hearing, and hearing of the word. Here lay people on cots, stretchers, wheelchairs. There's some out there that's dying with heart trouble, cancer, no doubt. But there's all kinds of diseases in here. Father God, there's maybe unbelievers sitting close. There may be unconverted sitting close. If they are, Father, if they see your presence move down to prove that you are, you're the God who made the promises in the midst of us. Surely, if you do that much, we'll believe the redemptive story that you did die for our transgressions and all your stripes we were in. Granted, Lord, I commit myself, this audience, all into your hands. And Father God, I love you for your word. I love this wonderful audience of people who's listening attentively. they stood cramping their lasers, stiff and sore. But hear me, Lord, please. When this crowd leaves this fairground tonight and starts back to their home, Lord, one day after you have been crucified and buried, They thought it was all over. You were dead and buried and that was all. There were two men, Theopius and his friend, was on the road down to the Somebody walked with them all day long, speaking to them about the Word of God. They didn't recognize who it was. But when he got them that night, he got them inside the building and closed the door. He did something before them, just like he did before he was crucified. They recognized it. Or no one else did it that way. They knew that it was him. And quickly he vanished out of his sight. Behind the curtain, someone was gone. Light spirit, light hearted, they run back to tell the rest of the disciples, indeed the Lord is with Will you tonight do the same thing, Lord? Will you come in on this and perform and do just as you did before you were crucified, that this audience might know that you are your God and a Savior, and you've been the one that fed them and blessed them, and maybe they realize if you do something like you did before your crucifixion, they know that you're not dead, but you're alive forevermore as the Scripture says you are, the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you do that, Lord, we'll all return home, singing like they did, did not our hearts burn within this? As he talked to us along the way, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Surely God will help us tonight. With to an audience like this, stand patiently.
1: There's a car across the street, 60 old mobiles, of a room. License number TXM-595, right across the street. The parking lot
0: has got a brother block, and he has to get out right now. He was due at work in
1: said at 9 o'clock. You that have that car, would you please go let this brother out that so he might report to work? Uh, again, that's a 60-mile automobile, in
0: color, license tag TXM-595 across the street. Would you move it forward, please? Thank you. Thank you. Yes, brother. All right, that's fine. If you so kind. I see someone going now, so I guess the brothers will be out. All right. Thank you. I helped you so long tonight, but I'm, I'm only trying to uh, see if you just jump in, not knowing what you're doing. Then what good does it do? See? But you, I, I want to get you to a spot to where you can see that is the scripture. It's the full of the scripture. Now. Last night we got the subject where he was Messiah, was to appear in the body of believers in this last day to perform and do the same thing he did then. Now, I believe we what we started the number one last night called a bunch of people? we? called just a few out from number one. We just keep calling around among them until we get them all up here. Let's start tonight somewhere else. Each time we told you, I told the minister brothers that we'd start them. Somewhere each night, and we send the same, same card. Somewhere each night. Well,
1: let's start.
0: Uh, let's take from 80. That'd be 80, and see if we can. How many should we stand here? We could stand about 15 or 20 people, perhaps. Who has prayer card 80, raise up your hand prayer call and you want Jesus to heal you raise up your hand all oh, you don't have a prayer call alright now all the, the ushers around them I, I, just remember that prayer card has you got one thing to do with it how many have ever been in the before and know that true raise your hand sure has got one thing to do with it not one thing now you sit out there it has you got a prayer call you just pray and say. uh Brother Brannon doesn't know me. Lord, he told me about a while ago that you were a high priest that could be touched by the feeling of our Now, I'm going to touch you. I'm forgetting about Brother Brannon's family. But I'm going to touch you. My faith looks to be Lord. I want to touch you. Now, don't get too really seriously about it. Nothing will happen. Just calm. Just calm in faith. Just say, Lord, let me touch you. And say, so that how would I know that you, that I touched you? You have Brother Brannon turn around and tell me. In like. You did when um, a woman cuts you through your son, Jesus. Brother Brandon and that minister that, or your adopted son. See? But they're taking the son's plate while he's up there making intercession as a high priest. He's our elder brother. Do you know that? Sure. And we're, we're God's children too by adoption by Him. Now, if everyone just wants you for a few minutes now, just be real quiet for a few minutes. Believe with all your heart. All right? Now well, how many in the building is strangers to me? Oh, you know what I don't know a thing about you. Raise up your home. The entire army. There's not one person that I can see in this building that I know except my. Uh, i see my friend Welch Evans here a while ago from George, just sitting back up here. Wait, right, back here, that's it. He and his wife and Brother Fred Stockman, and uh, one of his trustees in my church, he was really sitting right back out here somewhere. And Brother St. Vincent is sitting by him. That's the only people in this building I know outside of the border but it right here and well my son was here, but he isn't here now. But that's all I know. Now, now, if I do not know you, I would ask you this question. I would take taking our time, because if you ever want to get in here, something's gonna happen. Now, if Jesus was the is the same, let's say Does the Bible say that say Amen? All right? Now know that he has already redeemed you from sickness and and death. Say amen. Well he could redeem you again, he couldn't. Now he's standing here himself, he couldn't do one more thing about it than he could run it through you and I. He that receives me receives him the sentence. He that receives you receives me. Is that right? He that receives me receives him the sentence. Now if you just receive the Holy Spirit, the message of it, I quoted you the Bible. See? Just tell me what he did to what he promised. And a little government so for the little children for so I think this little thing sitting here and many other there, little front sucker babies sitting there and watching my heart burning for them and everything else. Now, now
1: if is this God who
0: made the Bible, who wrote the Bible, do you believe God inspired the Bible is inspired God's word, you believe it? You believe it with all your heart. All right. If God's word, then if it's God's inspired word. That is God's inspired word. That is the inspiration our God is here with us to make this word live to prove that He's here, sure. You can receive Him. Is that right? Yeah. Now, now I want to know you in this prayer line, every one of you that's strangers to me, and I don't know anything about you, raise up your hand. That's all strength. Everybody's
1: strength.
0: Remember, I am not a healer, and no other man is a healer. God is the healer. That's right. That's right. Now, Jesus is standing here now tonight, without this with his suit on, that he gave me. And if he wanted to declare himself, how would you know it's him? He would act the same way he did when he was here on earth. Is that right? He'd do the same thing. then you would know then if he was with a I'm not the Messiah. No other man's the Messiah. He is the Messiah. But his spirit dwells in us. See, it's not us what I for now. Here's a woman. Is this the woman? This the All right.
1: Now, I don't know. The
0: woman I've never seen her in my
1: life. She raised
0: her hand a few minutes ago and said, Neither one of us knows each other. Here's my hand, the way, it open here. I don't know her. I've never seen her. You don't know me. Here we are, strangers. Now,
1: what wow. there's a
0: very beautiful picture of St. John 4. Here's a panoramic, like the well that out of the public well at scenario. Now every person in here be ready to receive it. And this, this settle it right here. You be ready. You be ready. You, you. All down here, just be ready. See? Because if you can see him come in and do exactly that, that shows that he's not dead. He's alive here watching his word. And your needs are all tossed around. See? Then believe me. Just accept this. Don't be afraid. He said, It's I. Be not afraid. I remember that. Be not afraid. It's I. Don't be afraid to take him at his word. God, believe you, Lord. I'll give well. Just do that. Be not afraid. It's I. Now listen. If this moment, and I are perfect strangers and have never seen one another, if I am anointed with the Holy Spirit, and to tell her something in her life, like Jesus did the woman at the well, whatever it might be in her life, we have never see one another, it had to come through some spiritual power, is that right? We know that. It would be a miracle. How many know that? A miracle, some can't be solved Alright? Then, if it would take place, how many of you would believe it was the Christ, the Holy Ghost, the Saint, whatever? Alright, then just receive But her and I together, never see one another in our lives. Now, for the glory of God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I take every spirit in here under my control. For the glory of God, be reverent, be prayerful, and with your lord Now, ladies, I want to speak to you, just as Jesus did to the woman. Now, you might be here for sickness. You might be here for somebody else. You might, I don't know, So you might be finance I, I hear this woman standing That's the same way that a woman met our law. Now, and he talked to her a little while. Now, you have to take my word for this. I couldn't prove this to the Scripture. But he had Eve go by Samaria, and he said he did nothing until the Father showed him, So it must have been this way. He, the Father sent him up to Samaria. All right, all thing he introduced was Samaria he thought he'd get alone so he just sent the disciples away he waited a woman come up so that might be the one so he sat there and began to talk to her what was he doing contacting her spirit now he went down there and said i am the messiah i, I am the messiah Is he be better for herself see let him declare himself to this woman god works in mysterious ways and he told that woman something within her life well she said you must be a prophet I don't want the Messiah to come and see a fellow You and say you will do anything. Jesus said, I'm healed. And I promised the same word, especially in the faith. Now, if if you were sick, and I said, I have a gift of divine healing, a gift of divine healing is nothing but faith in divine healing. That's all it is. That's faith. Everybody has faith in divine healing has a gift of divine healing. Of course, that's all it is. Now, that don't make them a divine healer no more. It makes a man who believes in salvation a uh, divine savior. You see. It just he believes in it. I believe in it too. But I'm not a gifted person like uh, some of the men, like Jack Cole and maybe Brother Mark. Just real, I uh, guess they, God deals with them in their way, and Brother Roberts in his way, and me with my way. We just got married to accept all. God set in the church, gospel, prophets, preachers, dancers, pastors, all. and then nine spiritual gifts in the church. And he says, okay, oh, what are you trying to do I'm trying to contact your spirit? Jesus sent me to this city. I was ready Now, here's the woman. I, I had a number on a prayer card way up in there. I forget where it called. Sixty or 75 or somewhere, right? Wherever it was. You just have to be that woman standing. Alright? Now, not knowing one another. Now, what am I trying to do? Contact your spirit. And if the Lord is God, if I said I had a gift of healing, laid my hand and said, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You're going to get well. That's your heart. You don't believe it, you get Well, I believe it. God will honor your faith. But what if he comes and tells you something that you that you have been that tells you what you will do? You know whether what has been, whether it's the truth or not. Something that you have done in your life, way back or or whatever he does. Or something on that order, then it would make the same aside. The audience wouldn't say. It. It. And if it's accepted. I may he granted. Now if the audience can still hear my voice, that pillar of fire that you see on the picture is standing right between me and the woman. I see her. She's moving away. She looks years younger than what she does in person standing to me. She's moved back to—she's had some sort of an operation, and that was on her throat. It was a guard. That's right. If, that, if that's right, raise up your hand. All right. Now, you believe with all your heart? I'll you talk to the woman just a little bit longer, see? Just a little longer. See, so you, the people think she guessed it. See what else you say. Yes. Yeah? I see her now again. It's a surgery on the throat. That's been quite a while ago. And the things come back again. You got it again. That is right. But he's hid from the doctor, but he can't hide from God. God knows right where he's at. It's a lie from all The of multiplication cells growing. Mother's Just like you as a little baby in a womb and your mother growing. But this has no form, it's just spreading out the devil, a filthy spirit, that's right, but you
1: might
0: know, there's such a woman sitting right there, there's no trouble too, that's right, what did you touch Never seen in my life. But that's what you're suffering with. See, I can feel like one spirit calling to the other and I get for help. See, like that. It's crossed out. If the Holy Spirit was telling you who you are, would it help you? Would it help you out? (laughs) This person, you can go home and be (laughs) well. It's totally impossible for me to do that. You still programmers tell me I can't do it. I don't know. You just touch him and to find out. That woman said that was great. And that spirit, now you start praying to see what happens. You just believe it. Don't you doubt it. You believe it with all your heart. You just see what happens. Have faith you. We are strangers to one another. You we were born probably years apart? But if the Lord God will reveal to me something in your heart that you might know that it is it's His Word, that this message that I preach tonight, that's His Word, and if that dwells in my heart, then the Word of God is the burner of the thoughts and the intents in the heart. Is that, is that just like it was when it was made flesh? In the Son of God, it's the same thing in our flesh, today, the church. So, I couldn't do it by myself. It takes you to do it, too. They stand out there. It takes somebody else out there to have the same anointing. See? It will work, but maybe they not, might not be able to speak it out because this is a gift. See? When I was born, Houston calling was out there, too. When I was this little, bitty, baby boy, the same thing happened. I right, walked well, all down through life. Without You're sick because you've been consulting a doctor about something. Right? And that's, that's a true trouble, I'm And now here's the analogy, brother. You be the judge. It's in the voice box. And it's a an altar inside the voice box. It was, it isn't now. a Faith, well, I <laughs> uh, Just faith. We are strangers to one another lady. I don't know. But God will reveal to me what you're here for, you believe me? To be a prophet first. Really, if You will? I you? Had some trouble having such a crazy operation. You find an assessment of life. Heal turn. Now I've come to learn it. That's true. You believe that He healed you? Then go. It's sorry to make you Have faith. Amen.
1: Amen. 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 just be real I don't care where you are uh, I asked you as your brother in the name of Jesus Christ to believe and be the truth
0: watch what happens just pray and say Lord let me touch you see what happens uh, I believe why well, don't me so weak just so weak how many would understand that sure if the son of God just one Christian, touched me. And he said the strength went out of him, whether I be a sinner, saved by grace. But it declares he's here. It declares his presence. He's here. You believe that he's standing up all around? You believe it? Just, just have faith and believe it, it. Now, when I get about three of these, you let me know, so I got other meetings coming I'm a stranger to you. I do not know you. But but do you believe me to be a servant? If you were standing here and our Lord was here in a physical form, he's here spiritually because it's the Holy Spirit that comes down on him like a dove. And now it comes on us like a fire. You are a believer. I don't mean a hitchhiker. I mean a a believer. Then do you believe me to be this person? If I will be able to tell you by the Spirit of God
1: what you're here for, you believe me? Finally, what's the first thing that is right to try to raise up your hand?
0: you got something else on your heart you won't be to tell you
1: about. He's got an officer on the leg. Can you? Take
0: that handkerchief that you wife, your tears, wouldn't fall in the officer or leave him. Don't believe him. How do
1: you do, sir?
0: We are strangers to one another seen before, and we are strangers to each other, but the God of heaven who raised up his Son, Jesus Christ, who ascended on high sent gifts back to man, and he said in the church, apostles, which means missionaries, prophets, that means seers, pastors, advancers, and so forth, he still me, be God. If God will reveal to me what your trouble is, Will you receive me as his prophet or his servant? Will you do that? I
1: like it. Will the audience do the same thing? Is this free yet? Or it, well, just
0: we got this. nothing strange about me. I can't make it out. Let the Holy Spirit reveal it. It's not secret. I hope my voice is
1: loud enough
0: you can hear it. goes beyond. Now, here it comes to the man. A man's in a terrible condition. He's at the eye of death almost. He shouted for death of the cancer. And the cancer is in his throat. That is right.
1: You don't smoke his cigarettes is hard on the throat. Will you quit him? Hear that?
0: Another thing. You're not a Christian. You're a sinner. Will you accept him as your Savior? For your soul. If God, when the Apostle Peter came, he was a sinner too. If God will repeat to me what and point in your name like he did the Apostle Peter, will you believe that it's the Christ of God who loves you and saves you now? You'll take my word that your sins are forgiven? You will. Mr. Davis? And you go home to get well. keep feeling something coming out there from somewhere, you think I'm reading your mind. I know. Here. Just touch my hand, lady. If I will to look this way and tell you what your trouble, you'll know whether it's right or not. Is that right? Then your cancer will leave if you'll believe it. Will you believe it? Raise up your hand if that's so. Do you believe, lady, if God will reveal to me, looking this way, what's your trouble? Do you believe me
1: to be his prophet or his servant? Do you believe to be his servant? Then go eat your supper. That's stomach condition.
0: <laughs> if I tell before the lady comes, she had the same thing. got a nervous stomach. You've had it for a long time. Go eat. <laughs> that thing. You back, set, man?
1: Well, then, straight <laughs> God, you've got to be all the writers, too, did you know that? Hey, go believe me. You believe Dr. Healy's your ass to make you up? Well, we saw it. You believe Dr. Healy's asking me to make you up? Keep going. If that other lady was here to ask and a young girl like you to be here with me, I'll I'm sitting there looking at me.
0: I called it a few minutes ago, when the lady had gleamed. Your face saved in Go to the You believe
1: with all your heart? Amen. You believe God can
0: heal us, God? You started to get up a while ago, I could have told you then, don't worry, it's over. <laughs> what about you sitting next in there, that bless you too? The man sitting next too. You believe God will heal and have that bless you and make you well? Alright.
1: Trying to get a hold of yourself. Everybody's telling you that
0: anyhow. But nervousness is a terrible thing. You've already taken to touch your foot so it stopped from right there. Is that right? You're on the spot now. Your nervousness is gone. Do you believe it all your heart? Some of you out there pray Please. Here. There's a woman sitting before me. She's praying, but she's not praying for
1: herself. She's praying for her mother. Her mother.
0: In an insane institution. You wonder want to walk, Father? She wasn't. She was going into
1: contact.
0: Now so she was praying for your mother. She of your hand.
1: I challenge you please.
0: Don't you? I'm trying to meet your altar. Jesus Christ, God's Son, is here to forgive you of ever sin. When you accept it, not what you feel, but upon the basis that He died for you, and you know that you're in His presence now, and you believe that He died for you, and you want Him to be your Savior, and accept Him upon those grounds, raise up your hands, to Heavenly Father, you said in the Word, that no man can come to me except my father God me first. And these people in their spirit know that they are wrong and so they've accepted you as their savior. I pray, Father, that you'll grant that to them right now. They've accepted you. You said, He that comes to me, I will know why he cast out. Come unto me all your favor and have your reign and I'll give you rest. You said in St. John 5, 24, he that heareth my words and believeth on him and set me has everlasting life and shall not come to judgment but pass from death to life. They're yours, Father. They're the tokens of this meeting. With our heads bowed, if you believe in God, hears my prayer. I want you to walk up here and you come right out of the aisle. You raise your hand. Come out here. Stand here. Right up around the aisle. Move right down this street. Everyone that wants Christ right now Come right down,